Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Mothers and dads seem to be the topic of conversation right now. Before we begin tonight's story. Who do you think is more important in a family, Molly? The mother or dad? Oh, that's a loaded question if I ever heard one, McGee. But let me see now. The mother has to bring up the children, but dad has to bring home the bacon. Kind of a fielder's choice, eh, Gil? <laughs> well, it sure didn't stump the Prudential Insurance Company of America. I guess that's why most people consider the Prudential's family income plan nothing short of a stroke of genius. Come to think of it, you're right, McGee. It certainly does provide for both the bacon and the children. Let me explain it this way. You see, the family income plan is just the ticket for parents with growing kids. If anything happens to Dad, the Prudential would send your family a regular monthly check, all during your youngsters' growing up years, money they'd need for groceries, a roof over their heads, and clothing. And that means Mother wouldn't have to leave them and go to work. She'd be right at home with them, giving them all the care and consideration children just naturally need. That's right, dearie. And because this plan covers the family during the youngsters' growing up years, its cost is lower than you'd think. Ask your Prudential agent about a family income plan tomorrow. Dr. Gamble put Mr. and Mrs. McGee on a diet yesterday to take off a bit of extra poundage. Then Mr. and Mrs. McGee got the doctor to go on the diet with them. So now... It's a weight-losing contest between the three of them with $10 apiece in the pot. And here they are finishing lunch. I didn't want to mention it while we were eating, Molly, but what was that? What was what? That mess we just ate. Yeah, if you were going to call that mess anything but a mess, Molly, what would you call it? Why, Doctor, it's right there on that diet you gave us. Hmm? That was a parsnip whip. Parsnip whip. Boy, Clyde Beatty could handle six tigers and a panther with that whip. They wouldn't come within 50 feet of it. Personally, I think you'd get pinched for cruelty to animals. Yeah. Well, I'd better get back to my suffering patients. What's your hurry? They don't start suffering till you get there. And besides, you haven't had dessert yet. Oh, dessert. What's for dessert? Stewed rhubarb. Well, i got to be going. But it's on the menu you prescribed, Doctor. How did rhubarb get in there? What you got against rhubarb? When I was a boy, my mother made me eat rhubarb. Mine made me eat beets. I swore that when I got big enough, I'd never eat a bite of rhubarb again, so help me for the rest of my life, and I won't. <laughs> i got to get back to work. I think I'll skip the rhubarb, too, kiddo. I just remembered something. I was due down at the Elks Club ten minutes ago for a very important committee meeting. Committee meeting? What kind of... A, a mighty important committee. Uh, where's my hat and coat, Molly? Oh, here they are. Well, i got to run. I'll see you at dinner, as we laughingly call it these days. Hmm. It must be important the way he sailed out of here. Oh, I don't know how we're going to struggle through the week with this starvation diet that we've been... Now, who could that be? Come in. 
Say, Miss McGee. Hello, Lester. Uh, Sally asked me to drop this plate of homemade donuts by for you. Donuts? Yeah, I'm on my way downtown. Uh, she made them from your recipe, and she wants your opinion of them. Oh, dear. Uh, come on in, Lester. No, I, I can't stay. I'm late, Miss McGee. Uh, here they are. Oh, and... no, no. I uh, Well, thank you, Lester, but uh, uh, these are just plain temptation. We're on a very strict diet this week. Oh, Anything wrong? No, no, it's just that Dr. Gamble wants McGee to take off a few pounds, and he figures that if I died along with him, it'll help his morale. Oh, well, in that case, I ought to take this dish of donuts back home, but I'm in such a hurry. I'll, I'll take them back, Lester. Oh, they look good. Yeah, Sally was sure anxious to get your opinion of them, and say now, if, if you're just on that diet to help Mr. McGee, there's no reason you can't help us out, too. You mean to tell us Sally's donuts are okay? Well, they uh, certainly look okay, and this one feels okay. Oh, go on. But if McGee or Dr. Gamble find out... Look, Mrs. McGee, I am no stool pigeon. Well, just this one, then. I haven't got time to go back. You just take the whole plate. All right. But somehow it doesn't seem quite fair to McGee, the poor lad. He's sticking to his diet so grimly. And, of course, I'm only doing this in the line of duty, Wimp. That's what we've been appointed to do by the House Committee... Investigate the quality of the food here at the Elk Snack Bar, right? Oh, of course. Betcha. My goodness, I've never seen you pack it away like this before. That's because you've never seen me so hungry before, boy. You see, Doc Gamble ordered Molly on a diet, but he figured she'd stay on it better if he told her I was the one that needed to reduce, you see. So that's why I gotta starve for a week. Well, if you're supposed to be starving, you'd better wipe that mustard off your chin and swab the melted butter out of your ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. That corn on the cob was kind of... And get the breadcrumbs off your vest before you go home. Yeah, well, this was all in the line of duty, of course. And I think we've checked the snack bar pretty thoroughly. How shall we report? Let's tell them the quality of the stuff served here is just as bad as it ever was. And furthermore, they got to increase the size of the portions. I'm still hungry. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. For skin that's clear and extra clean, use Dial, Dial, Dial. Complexions love this mild routine, use Dial, Dial, Dial. Teenagers, you can't see what's happening underneath your makeup. But if you want a clean, clear skin, use gentle Dial soap. Invisible skin bacteria can't spoil your complexion if you wash beforehand with Dial every day. You see, ordinary soaps leave thousands of bacteria that often spread surface blemishes. When you put on makeup, these bacteria are free to cause trouble underneath. But Dial gently clears away up to 95% of them. Dial's the one leading soap with AT7, or hexachlorophene. There's nothing else as good. It clings to your skin, continually retarding growth of new bacteria. That's why Dial protects your complexion even under makeup. Why teenagers, and their mothers too, love mild, gentle dial soap. Dr. Gamble speaking. Oh, yes, Mrs. Clayton. Yes, he's well enough to have meat now. Sure, steak will be good for him. That's right. Bye. Steak. Oh, what I wouldn't give to sink my teeth into a nice... Come on, Gamble, pull yourself together. Oh, Miss Ogilvy, 
Send in the next patient, please. Oh, it's me, Doc. Sorry to bust in at a busy time like That's this. That's all right. Any old time is a busy old time for me, old timer. What's your trouble? No trouble at all, Doc. I just dropped by to see if I couldn't tear you loose from here and take you to lunch. Oh, thanks a lot, but I... I got two stools reserved at Wall's Malt Shop for one o'clock, and they say the beef stroganoff is very good. I figured we'd start off with a good thick bowl of clam chowder and maybe a few hamburgers please, before please, we... Please, old-timer, you're killing me. Huh? Thanks, anyway, but I, I've had lunch, or what was supposed to be lunch. Frankly, I'm starving, but if I were seen eating in a public place... Excuse me. Dr. Gamble speaking. Where? Bower's Bakery? What happened? The pastry chef slipped and fell with a tray of cream puffs? Badly hurt? No, 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 the cream puffs, I mean. Oh, that's good. Now, about the chef. Don't bring him down here. Don't move him. I'll be right over there to take care of him. Goodbye. Come on, Dr. McGee. At the thin little sound of the thin little bell, your thin little dinner is ready. What, uh, what are we having instead of something good tonight, Molly? It's a broccoli and eggplant mold. Yeah. It looks moldy, all right. Help yourself, Doctor, and then pass it. Well, uh, I, uh, I think I'll just pass it, Molly. McGee, can I help you? Well, not, uh, not yet, Doc. I, I, um, I'm not hungry enough yet. Uh, help yourself, Molly. Have some. And take a lot. You know, I don't seem to be very hungry either, somehow. Ah, you see? The diet's beginning to work. We're getting used to living on less food already. Is that what it is, Doctor? You think? What else? By getting by on smaller amounts, our stomachs are beginning to shrink. Smaller capacity. Hmm, I never thought of that. Sure, that's what it is. That's why we're not hungry. Of course. After going all day with practically no food at all, I've gotten so used to not eating that I'm just not hungry. And, uh... Uh, no, I can't go on with it, kids. Hmm? I got a confession to make, Molly. I, uh... I cheated. You what? I'm sorry, McGee, Molly. I guess I'm just a weak character. Oh, for shame. Oh, Doctor, I never thought you would. I mean, uh... I know, Molly... I'm ashamed. Oh. But I was suddenly thrown face to face with a tremendous tray of cream puffs this afternoon at Bower's Bakery, and, well, I took the primrose path, kids. Oh. I fell. Boy, was it fun. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, dear. Hmm. Oh, I don't care if I do lose our $10 bet. It was worth it. Oh, it's not the $10 bet that's important, George. Hmm? It's that I and Molly trusted you. We trusted you to play the game, to play it fair and square. And you, our trusted friend, betrayed us. Incidentally, McGee, I never did ask you how you made out with your report at the Elks Club this afternoon. What you mean, report? My report? You mean, I mean, uh, what you mean? I mean what you think I mean. Huh? I phoned you there this afternoon, but the man who answered said you were too busy eating. So I told him not to bother. Aha! Well, to tell the truth, I had a sample of all the food at the snack bar. I had to report to the Elks on how it was, and you know me. I like to do a thorough job. All right, all right. (laughs) Since this is a season for true confessions, I backslid, too. A plate of donuts that Sally Nelson sent over. Homemade. Any of them left? None. (laughs) 
You know, you don't know how relieved I am, kids. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and me. I guess we're all equally at fault. Yeah. We'll get back on the diet tomorrow. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to have a glass of bicarbonate. Me too. Make mine a double. <laughs> oh, those cream puffs were good. Oh, oh boy, did I have a donut, donut snack Say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Hello, Joe. What do you know? I know what's new in farm machinery for 1955. You do? Well, how do you know that? I read about it in Better Farming's new machinery preview. It's an article on new farm machines, all the wonderful new machines that can help make a farmer's work easier, can help him earn more money. Every farmer, no matter how small his farm, should read new machinery preview. Where'd you say you read about it? In Better Farming. Better Farming for January. The new machinery preview is only one of the many features you'll find in Better Farming. All these features, all that you read in Better Farming, is designed for just one thing, to help you make your farm a better farm. That's our dedicated aim, Better Farming, for better farm living. And that's why, incidentally, the name of Country Gentleman was changed to Better Farming. Now the name and the aim are the same. Better farming. Ah, you know something? I'm hungry again. Who isn't? Go to sleep. I can't sleep. I'm too hungry. Now, McGee, we all fell off the diet today, but we're back on it again, and we're going to stay on it, like the doctor said. So go to sleep. Yeah, but, well... And in case I fall asleep before you do, there's something in the kitchen that I think will interest you. Yeah, yeah, what? A padlock on the refrigerator door. Oh. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Mr. Wimple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Robert Easton as Les. This is John Wald urging you to be with us again Sunday night as Mr. McGee pauses in his battle with the diet long enough to bring a little cheer to one of Dr. Gamble's patients. Good night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.